Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Honestly, I don't mind her jerking them off. I just think of it like milking a fucking, like, expressing an animal's anal glands. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah she was but, like, I mean, fucking gotta do it. I thought you were gonna be like, she fucked them. I was like, bah! Nah. Close, but nah. Yeah. Who knows how far it could have gone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the IO Panel, recorded today on February 26th, 2017. This is episode number 48. With me is my co-host, Evan, a.k.a. Dr. Neil Blevins. Sir, how you doing? What up? I'm good. Once again, well-caffeinated. Excellent. Got two more cases of bang energy, bro. (laughs) That must be a... Must be a Tennessee thing. No, it's a vitamin shop thing. I'm sure. I'm sure you'd find it where you are if you go. But hmm. I, I don't. You know, it's not anywhere except vitamin shop. Oh, okay. And of course, Mr. James. James, how you doing? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm doing great. Oh my! <laughs> Voluptuous okay. voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what have you guys been up to? Anything uh anything to report? Um I got my pumpkin nutmeg pie candle going next to me, setting the mood. Jesus. Um as I mentioned, I'm well caffeinated once again. Uh I bought tickets to go to two concerts in May. Pretty pumped about that. One is Every Time I Die, I don't care about them. The uh, so there's three bands at each. The first one is Every Time I Die. Whatever. They're with a band called 68. Don't care about them. But they're also with Wage War. So I'm going to see Wage War. Who I told you guys about when I went to see the For Today Farewell concert. You know, some months ago. Whatever. And also, um, the other concert is the opening band is called Dead. Or D-E-D. Never heard of them. Don't care about them. Um, the second band is Animals as Leaders, which is like, they have some very strange music, but probably one of my favorite, um, progressive metal bands, I guess. Um, no lyrics, some insane songs, some really good songs. Mm. And the headliner to that concert is Korn, who I have not seen in... Uh, tw- in 17 years. Hmm. So that should be fun. That should be interesting. That's I already in, got uh, my spot picked out where I'm going to stand. It's going to be a great show. That's in, that's in Tennessee? Correct. Minglewood Hall. Hmm. Okay. Alright. Well, something to look forward to. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I had a great week. Another reason to stay alive? It's another reason least, to stay alive at least for May. a couple months. Yep. yep. What about you, James? What's new? What do you have to report? Um, nothing, man. I've been playing Conan Exiles like a crackhead just every day. Like a nude crackhead. 
the nude crackhead every every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just discovered that you can uh, turn on nudity. <laughs> so yeah, that's changed the dynamic uh, <laughs> a lot, actually. Yeah, I think no, you uh, you there's a lot less were, talking. Yeah, I think you were. <laughs> you think you were experimenting with that earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very funny. That's like that's what we call freeform gaming. That's right, freeform gaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I mean, that, that's what I've been doing mostly. Um, I got a few more games on my list, so uh, and a lot, a lot happening. But yeah, what's uh, what's going on with? Um, I know you were talking about it before. Something going on with um, in the airsoft world. I'm going to yeah. I'm going. To, I mentioned last week. I'm going to Milsom West. Uh, some game they're having in uh, the Cove in in Gore, Virginia, or George Gore, Virginia. I think it is. Right on the border there of uh, West Virginia, Virginia. So that, that'll be a good time. A lot of fun there. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to that. I actually have a question that I guess I could ask during gaming, but I'm not going to. Um, out of spite and resistance to upgrading, I don't use Discord. Um, how is the voice on Discord? It's excellent. Hmm. There is, I mean, depending on your internet connection, I know some people in in my group, they have problems, but the problems are problems they can't tell there's a problem. <laughs> like, you, you, sometimes you'll just hear their, their connection fall out, but if you have a quality internet connection like most of us do, it's fine. So it's, it's like good. Skype? Uh, yeah, minus obnoxious, not being able to turn it off, and, you know, <laughs> random people sending you messages like, hey, you want to fuck? Yeah, mm-hmm. minus all that, it's great. What a hassle. Yeah. I've never... I've never had that problem myself. Oh, happens to me all the time on Skype. <laughs> very, very popular in, uh, I guess, a different circles than we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got to not make his username, you know, James. Yeah. yeah. Or PM me for fuck. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, I get all that on uh, Instagram. <clears throat> I get on Instagram, Skype, and uh, now Snapchat. Awesome. Hmm. I'm glad I don't use those things. Mm-hmm. Missing out, Evan. You're missing out. Apparently so. Yep. All right. Well, what did you do? What did I do? Oh, you know, I'm just hanging in there. Still, oh. uh, still breathing. Just yeah. breathing. No. Just glassing. Um, not much to report, really. Uh, looking at getting a new desk. Mm-hmm. For yep. my my workstation here, you know, he was supposed to have bought a new desk yesterday. Well, I've been looking. I sent uh, I sent you guys a link today. I didn't hear you comment on it. What via fucking U.S. Post? Where's the link? It's in, in the freaking chat, Google group chat, bro. Like, oh. I was like, let me know what you guys think, and Evan responded, and you did not. Yeah, it's a nice looking desk. Because you're I, a bad friend. I would have assumed you would prioritize a chair over a desk at this point. Mm, no. He no, needs a no. desk. He's using, like, I don't know what he's using. Well, he at least desk. it's a solid table. It's not, you know, at risk of collapsing. The chair he has, the chair he has is his computer chair. He needs to get thrown in the garbage anyway. He's like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's covered with cat hair. It's disgusting. It's all wobbly. I'm like, how does this chair work? It's fucking gross. Well, the old one. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one, he, that's the one next to the thing. Well, he's, he's not sitting in it now. He's sitting in like a, a dining room table chair or something, right? You mean No, he's sitting in the kind of chair that Mormon kids are punished on. What? Okay. <laughs> it's a wooden... Take your lashings and love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
gonna beat those thighs. Yeah, that's that's the kind of chair he's sitting on. <laughs> that also happens to be the last Skype message you got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I need to get a desk and I need to get a chair. But I mean, this desk is is too small. I mean, this this thing I'm using right now is not a desk. A, mm-hmm. B, it's too small. You know, and it's this is just meant to be temporary. So. I definitely need to get a desk. Um, so I'll get a desk. I'll get a chair. Are you against the banquet table, the classic banquet table desk? Mm, I'm not. I'm not sure it's the right to be the right height. But maybe that would that could be easily rectified. I don't know. Could be. I mean, I like the one you sent out. It's like a a legit computer workstation. Yeah, buy this one. It's perfect. It has a little it has a cup holder that will be filled with garbage hair. It has two cup change. holders. Oh, so double the garbage hair lint and change. <laughs> you know, it has all kind of it's great. It's actually good it's a good desk and it has little wings, so you know. I you can put all your, your trophies and medals up on the second shelf. Mm-hmm. Or or just more trash. But you should get it. <laughs> Such a shit talker. Let's let's take a look at your fucking house, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm not the topic of this discussion right now. Thank you very much. The fucking I forgot is fucking floating above us over there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how's the air up there, James? That's right. quite good, my man. Quite good. Yeah. Oh my god, it's a fair, just like yeah. our prices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Yep. So desk is on the list, definitely. Um, after that, chair and then some other stuff. But that's all right. We'll get there. Ca- we'll get there. In case you're interested, I can give you the contact information for a uh, for an amateur carpenter who can build you a desk. Is his name? He, he might give you a good deal. Does his first name start with a J? It might. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want my desk made out of pipes, but, you know. <laughs> but, you know, hey, whatever works. It's industrial. It's function. It's fashion. It just works. Mm-hmm. Right? You can put all your Apple computers on them. All my all Apple computers. problems will be solved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of them. <laughs> all right. Well... Why don't we dive in here? Uh, Fine. Evan, why don't you Why don't you talk about this first one? Yes. Um, so, a recent announcement from NASA. Although, I think I guess a lot of people thought NASA discovered this this uh, planetary system, but they they definitely didn't. Um, it was there all along. It was there all along from the beginning. <laughs> dun dun dun. Um. So, yeah, actually, we have seven new exoplanets, to uh, which may or may not support life a mere 40 light years away, which sounds like a long time, but uh, is actually not too long. Apparently, if we, you would need a lot of fuel, obviously, but if you get up into space with a rocket and accelerate towards this system at 1G, you have two benefits. A, you get there really fucking quick. And B, you have gravity while you're there, so it's almost like normal life. What's really quick, Evan? Uh, within our lifetime, because Man, after how would you how would you get to 
1G, as you put it. Uh, constantly firing your rocket booster? That's why you need a lot of fuel. Mm. This was all discussed on the Joe Rogan experience with Neil deGrasse Tyson a few and days ago. Much, and how much fuel are we talking about? Um, I don't remember the exact measurement, but I will say a shit ton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that's yeah. helpful. Like the moon? Like all, like all of it. Like the moon. But in our lifetime, that means 60 years? Well, years. so the thing is, I, you know, I'm going to misquote him, but um, apparently if you if you accelerate at 1G, you actually approach, I'm going to say you approach the speed of light, you know, very quickly. So it would actually only take a few years. Well, and halfway through, you flip the rocket around and decelerate. So, like, once you get there, you're basically at rest or in orbit. You know, you don't have to, like, risk a risk a flyby. Well, yeah. See, the problem is, though, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it would still take, you know, it's like you're not going to get there in five years. You know, it's going to, I mean, it's 40 light years away. Bro. So. I said four. It's four. You said 40. I said... Yeah, they're 40 light years away. I said it would take four years to get there. How would it take four years to get there? It may or may not be factual. I'll have to address that. It's going to take four years. It's going to take 40 years. I'll go watch the video. If you're traveling the speed of light the entire way. Yeah, which we're not going to be able to do. Because if you travel the speed of light... (laughs) Well, think about this. Think about this. You have to get up to the speed of light. Okay, that's going to take some time. So that's all time that's getting ticked away. Then... As soon as you almost as soon as you get up to the speed of light, you got to flip the ship and start slowing down. So that's gonna I, take some time. So I know who can answer this. I'll get I'll get Al on the phone. We'll talk about who's driving. We'll get it settled. Al? But yeah, probably about forty. Yeah, Albert Cubieri. That's my fucking. Oh my god. Yeah, I know you guys cringe mm-hmm. at that every time. So, anyways, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this new planetary system. Uh, has seven exoplanets that are mm, roughly the size of Earth uh, surrounding an ultra-cool dwarf, which is... It's so cool, man. It's like... <laughs> parties on the weekend, he fucks bitches. <laughs> cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> is the son I wish I had. Short as shit, that's all. Yeah. But that doesn't help him. They call him Trapot. <laughs> wow. Um, so the, uh, the ultra-cool dwarf is about half the temperature of our sun. So another problem was, um, you know, so it's like a constant state of sunset, but in theory, you will feel some, some radiant energy if you're on the surface. So the, I don't like the word exoplanet. If you're on the surface exoplanet, of what? If you're on the surface of one of the exoplanets. Well, I guess it depends how close they are to their, to their sun, right? Well, they're all pretty close because it's a small star. What's the star called? Um, Trappist. I don't know. It has an actual Shit, fucking yo. ridiculous name. The Trap System, yo. The, tra- oh, the Trappist System. Yes. Tra- the Trap. Tra- well, you know, it's a trap. If a woman is in charge, she'll be a trap queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, hello? Okay, I don't know. you got to put that song in there, Evan. Okay, I don't know what that is, but okay, you send it to me later. We'll put it in there. 
Um, so the, the star was actually discovered in 1999, um, but I guess you know not much attention was paid to it until a team of Belgian scientists started to study it further and actually made their observations uh, known and was published. They, they found these planets in uh, May 2016 in, in an issue of Nature magazine. So, unfortunately, perhaps, it looks like the planets may be tidally locked. If you guys know what that means, or if you don't, it means that one side is always facing the star. So there's like hot side and cold side, which is not ideal for life as we know it, but, you know, it's it could still work. Um, they are rocky planets, apparently. So that's, you know, Earth size, Earth-like uh, in terrain. Uh, it's unknown at this point what their atmosphere consists of, but with some further study of the with the uh, Hubble and Spitzer telescopes, we should be able to get some initial uh, readings on that. Because when they pass in front of the star, <clears throat> the light from the star goes through whatever atmosphere they have, and that can be measured um, to see like you know what elements are in there. So if it's just oxygen. That's not really telling of much, but if there's also like carbon dioxide and methane, you know, the methane would be from like decomposing plant matter or, or some kind of organic matter, then that would actually be a really good um, sign of life on the planet. So anyways, um, coming in 2018, the James Webb Space Telescope will be launched, and that should be able to give much better detail on the, uh, the atmospheric composition of these planets. So in the next few years, I'm sure we'll hear more about these. Evan. Yes. I mean, I get what you're saying with the atmosphere and, you know, uh-huh. well, we can see what, what it's made out of and blah, blah, blah. Right. But oh, isn't it possible that it could be totally different kind of atmosphere and still support life? It would just not be yeah. life we're familiar with? I'd Correct. Say. It could be. Okay. All right. Yep, might be worth sending out a a class one probe to check it out. <laughs> but um, you know, if it's not near what could be usable for humans, it's doubtful that there will ever be any sort of expedition to explore it. Although I'll I'll bring up the uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast one more time, and why he's sort of against becoming a multi planet species. He's like, whatever it would cost to go to Mars, you know, and, and split the species, whatever it would cost. Use that to like fix the earth or like to stay here and make it better. Like doesn't matter what it would cost. Just use that to stay here. And I, I kind of see that. I find that very so, interesting coming from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I do too. But so, fake news. Sounds he's like a pragmatist. Uh, it's not alternative. He said it. I witnessed him saying it. When he said um, it, did his was his mouth shut, and you just heard the audio. No, nope, the and audio his, sound his... like sound like we should stay here on <laughs> Earth. Did it sound like that? Remarkably, no. And also, he did not have his fingers crossed behind his back. You don't know that. You don't know that. No, no I, I, I saw. <laughs> I saw his hands, unless he has more than one, you know, more than two arms, actually. So, He's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Which is possible. He could be a lizard person. You know, they can regrow limbs. Which would will. explain this, this what he's him saying that. We talked about that last week. Yep. We did? Well, not him being a lizard person, <clears throat> but we discussed lizard people. I mean, you know, we don't know. You gotta ask him. We'll have him on. I'll, I'll have our people call his people. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. So, anyways, a potential new solar system to uh, to inhabit. Uh, I think it's the closest one, you know, other than our own, obviously. Okay. Which may be life supporting. Isn't there? Um... So, I believe the closest star to us is Alpha Centauri. If I'm not mistaken. Um, how far away is that? Four light years or like 40,000? No, no. Like, well, then this would be closer. Yes. I, I think it's like four or something, you know. Okay. Um, are there planets around that? Um, I, I would imagine so, but I do not know for sure. Like, I don't know if that's, you know, a blue giant or what. Hmm. I don't think, I, you know, I'm going to guess and say it's not like... It's not like our soul system star, but uh, I could be wrong. I, I do realize that talking about this and reading through the articles, like I wish I knew a lot more about stars and astronomy than I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. But uh, let me just say this: I don't like the word exoplanet. Mm-hmm. I don't like I, it either. I know I said that before, but I feel like just like many terms that we put in the to the human into the vernacular of humanity. Like exoplanet and solar system, and not addressing like people. Many people believe that every if you go, let's say if you go to that star system and you live on one of those planets, that that cool dwarf is called the sun or a sun. Correct. It's not. It's called Trappist. The, the the rays of Trappist cast down upon me. It's that. And <laughs> and 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 ours is called the sun. Or yeah. called sun or whatever. Soul. S O L Soul. Soul, yeah, soul. And our planetary system is called the solar system. And that is called the Trappist system. And exoplanet means extrasolar planets? No. So, and I, I I will uh, well, that's what it means. Kind of. That's what it means. That's that's its definition: extrasolar planetary bodies. And I guess that yes, yeah, a planet that orbits a star outside the solar system. Exactly. So James, James is saying we, it's a very, it's a it's very a demeaning term. It's, it's yeah. It's a. It's, I don't disagree ahead. with go you. Go ahead. It's yeah. very. It, it, to me, it's very humanity centric. Yes. You know, it's very earth centric. It's very solar centric. It's like it's as though those planets are less are, are aren't the center of our aren't the center of the universe we are. That's what it kind of implies. Like they're not us. You know, to me and that that that's like the biggest problem with us is like every single thing that is out of our grasp, we're like, oh, He's that's... like the Vulcans are going to be pissed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm there has saying. to be a reference and the only reference we have is yeah, where planet. we are. Planet. It's called a planet. They're planets. They're planets. Yeah, but Pluto's not a planet anymore. It probably should be a planet. And there, there's that thing out there. Okay, so that thing out there that they're like, we don't know yeah. what it is. It's planet kind of, X. Yeah, planet X or whatever. They like, we can't see it. it. It might rotate around us like every like six hundred fifty-five thousand years or whatever the case may be. That's an exoplanet. That's an extrasolar planet. It's very close to us, and it rotates around our solar system. And it does it in a very slow way. It never doesn't get any sun. It's not part of our part of our part of our our process here. But these things are in their own or in their own system. Mm-hmm. So they're not extrasolar. I mean, other than that, everything is extrasolar. I mean, when will we? When, yes. I hate this word. It's a bad word. 
And I'm well, I mean, science would... I I agree. What you said, everything is extrasolar. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not I, an ideal way to. Excuse me. Everything is an exoplanet. Excuse me. That's what I mean. Well, everything is ex- well, yeah. an exoplanet. I guess it's not an ideal way of yeah, communicating it, it the idea, imp- but it just implies that. Put it this way: it's a word that its meaning is worthless. You know, <laughs> when I when I first heard the story, like the, they discovered these exoplanets, I thought like James did that they were like, oh, there's there are, like some planets just out there somewhere doing yeah. their own thing. Like, like rogue I'm thinking moon? of like the rogue yeah. planets, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's what That's I thought. What I thought. And then it's like, oh no, they're in a system somewhere. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, why are you calling them an exoplanet then? I'm I like, mean, it's weird. Pluto is an exoplanet. <laughs> so is the Earth. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, it's inside our solar system. Yeah, Pluto, I guess, but we don't know. Is Pluto a planet? We don't know what the fuck. And, and according like, to Jerry Smith, Pluto is a planet. Here's the thing. You have people here who've never been out of our atmosphere being like, that's not a planet anymore, B. You know, those are exoplanets out there, B. You know, like they're, yeah, no, that's the Trappist system, and that's Trappist 1 through 8, or whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, 7. But I think, <clears throat> uh, now I'm, I'm not going to look up the reasoning, but I think. Pluto was determined to be an exoplanet because it's like super far out and really small. So yeah. they're like it's way farther out than any of the other planets like beyond, you know, where a ninth planet should be. It's a dwarf planet. Yeah. That's what what they're calling it now. Okay. Yeah, but it's I mean, okay, you know, that's that's fine. Is it ultra cool? <laughs> well, it is made of ice and ice diamonds, yes. And I love how NASA was NASA was like, we have we have a comment to make about this. We're going to release a major thing. Yeah, and I was like, clickbait. Yeah, I was like, come on, man. NASA's like, we're still relevant. We're still a thing. Please don't forget <laughs> we exist. You know, I mean, come on, man. I know you exist, NASA, and the people who don't uh, don't care about you anyway. You know, I'm glad you got everybody excited this week with this news you released. But you know. It's not your thing, and people from now on, people will be saying NASA discovered, and NASA didn't discover anything. Yeah, you know, NASA announced a discovery. I'm sure the Belgians are like, what the fuck, NASA? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you they are. Hmm. Well, in five years, we'll uh, we'll know more, and perhaps then we'll have a different definition or a more encompassing definition for planets. Our probe we can was all shot agree down on. by. By by the citizens of Trap is four. Yeah, attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I got something to talk about that regarding that, James. Later, but okay, we can talk about I'm that sure, later. I'm sure. I'm sure. I know what segment it is. Let's continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next news story I put in there: our favorite acting duo, or one half of our favorite acting duo of Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton, has passed away. Bill Paxton died. Uh, I believe earlier today, perhaps yesterday, of complications following heart surgery. So, rip in peace, Bill Paxton. Was that a a whatever acronym? A self fulfilling acronym, or what's what's it called? Um, no, I know what you're talking about, but no, like like GNU. Yeah. No. Kind of Rip like in that. Peace is a joke that 
on like how people say ATM machine, you know, rest oh, in peace, okay. rip in okay, peace. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Nick card. Yes. Cack card. Correct. Okay. So it's unfortunate. Yep. He was great in Twister and Independence Day. Um, but he will nope, be missed. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope, we oh, tried God. to sneak it by us here. No. Nope, uh-huh. nope. Um No, he was actually in a lot of stuff, but he's he's um he's he's better than that guy. He's but, a person. But not by much. As far as I'm uh, concerned. Okay. I mean he was in Terminator One briefly. He was in Predator Two. Mm-hmm. He did play Soldier in Stripes. No, whatever, dude. Wasn't he like? He was in he's Alien like, or over, Aliens? Man. Game over. Is it Alien yeah. or Aliens? Uh, aliens. Okay, so the second movie. He was in Tombstone. That was a yeah. great movie. It was a great movie. Never seen it. Oh, missing a gem. You're, yeah, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go watch. I feel that. like we had to have a kidnap Michael for a weekend to make him watch some stuff. Well, you never tell me these things while we're telling you now. <laughs> yeah. No, whenever we tell him, he says, "No, I don't think so." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I'm sorry, oh, Bill Paxton. That sucks. Yeah, you will sad. be missed. I'll change. I'll put him on my face. How old page. was he, Evan? Uh, I do not know. 61. 61, 61 yeah. Hmm. I take that back. Man. Mm. Young and spry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to the next story here. There was a... Um, a court case in Dallas, Texas. And this doctor, he was, it's a doctor who was a surgeon. And apparently, he kept on performing surgery and he was just shitty at it. He was a <laughs> shitty surgeon. And he fucked up. He kept on fucking up. And finally, some someone, he got caught, basically. And he was a neurosurgeon. Oh, great. Um, That's like one of the most important kinds. Yeah. And so he, um, his name was Christopher, I don't know, Dunch. Terrible last name. Mm-hmm. Dude, his picture looks amazing. Yeah, I know. It's like, I was like, wow. I hate these people. Oh, like, wow. I don't want him to be my doctor. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so he was, and he basically, so there was a court case, and, you know, someone died after surgery, you know, after he was doing surgery on him, and he's, he's been convicted, uh, life in prison. What is it? It's um, pretty crazy. Is there a better term than, like, criminal negligence? Hmm. We like cutting people's heads open and like, let me poke in here and uh-huh, root around here, stir that up a little bit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> His main instrument was a wooden spoon. Yeah. Uh, with a little <laughs> bit of macaroni stuck to the base. Uh, a wooden spoon, dried macaroni, and dirty hands. Uh, That's yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the, what the, you know, what exactly they charged him with. It mm-hmm. says the jury came back with their verdict in about an hour. Good. It's pretty gangster. Did you guys know that there are no pain there are no pain sensors in your brain? I have heard that. 
Did you also know that in the majority of uh, brain surgeries, the patient is awake and I, routinely I asked to perform tasks so the surgeon can like make sure they're not fucking everything up? Like, can you raise your right arm? Uh, not anymore. Oh shit. Reconnect that one. All right. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's no. I don't want to. Please let that never. I mean, never have to experience that. I think it'd be interesting. Not me. I'm not I mean I'm by no means volunteering. Would you want to see? Would you want to What if they put a mirror so you could watch? So you'd look up and you'd see him like boop 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 and you'd be like <laughs> <laughs> Like do you want to see that? No. I I don't think I would want to watch it live, but I would like a DVD. Or what if while he's doing it, like in the middle like you see him he pokes something you're like I feel like I can fly. And, and he's like he's like, "Oh, and he does something, you're like, no, I've lost so much. I can see sound. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, speaking of that, um, that reminds me, have you guys seen the, uh, the videos and the stories going around about those glasses that are for uh, colorblind people? I did no. see something about that. Yeah. So apparently there's glasses that like change the uh, change the phase of light. I don't know what it's I don't know what they actually do, but for certain types of common um color blindness, there are there are glasses now that let those people actually see what proper colors are. Like I guess the most common is not being able to distinguish green and red. So they both look gray. So now people can like see purple and they're like, "Oh my god, it's beautiful." Dude, so that's pretty cool. Overrated, bro. Purple's overrated. <laughs> Why can't we all just live in a gray society? Yeah, and we saw something about that, didn't we, uh, Evan? We did not watch Fifty Shades of Gray. What are you talking about? Giver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we did. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, but that was drug induced. Well. Sort of. Sort of drug and some, like, invisible infinity wall in a house in the woods, which I would really like to know whose house that was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyways. All right. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well. So, next story. So, there was a hacker who was wanted for hacking into a bunch of uh, routers last year. Like people's like Fios routers kind of thing, but in Germany. Mm-hmm. And he knocked, basically brought down 900,000 broadband routers <laughs> belonging to Deutsche Telekom in Germany. Nice. But these are like home routers at people's houses, you know? And... He was arrested in the UK, a 29-year-old guy at an airport in London. So, looks like it was a DDoS, and it was, um, but it was also, he was using the routers, the routers themselves were part of a botnet that was then used to carry out DDoS attacks. Mira? Mirai, Mirai, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of something. 
Dade Zero Cool Murphy is arrested and charged with crashing 1,507 computer systems in a single day. <laughs> nice. Classic. <clears throat> yeah, that was pretty good. Hacker's reference for anyone who didn't know. Mm-hmm. Best movie of 1995. Yes. In the year 2000. Exactly. Thank you, Evan. You're welcome. <clears throat> so Nokia relaunches a phone model called the 3310. Yep. Classic, indestructible. Loved worldwide. Mm-hmm. It was originally launched in the year 2000, as Evan just said. And they they just uh, announced it at the Mobile World Congress in um, Spain. Mm-hmm. So it's actually being made by another company called HMD Global. They're, like, licensing it from Nokia. Better be good. So, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna have um the original snake game that a lot of people used to <laughs> like playing. Which is kinda of funny. Um Should better have like a two week battery life again. Oh yeah, they said it's gonna be it's gonna have twenty two hours of talk time, which is ten times more it. than the original. <laughs> Goddamn talking to people on the phones. Well This is twenty seventeen. So that's like eight weeks of uh, text time, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, look forward to that. Mm-hmm. I guess. I MSRP? Was ne- I was never, uh, they didn't say. I was never into these phones myself, so. I'm like, eh. But. Now you had the uh, the orange, whatever that was. What was it? The, was it? It wasn't Droid, was it? Mm-mm. But that was way after all this stuff. You sure? These are old. Yeah. This is I like mean, when the, I had like my StarTac. You know, like yeah. <laughs> They've been around for a while, though. I mean, I'm sure people still use them in uh, in Eastern Europe. <laughs> it's gonna be fifty bucks. Nice. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Perfect. Forty dollars cool. forty euros or fifty bucks. Nice. You know why I know? Did you look it up? Use Google. Because that was the next article. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Labeled Mikey's Erect. Nice. <laughs> oh, well then. Yeah. Aren't we fucking... Yeah. Whatever. Idiots. <laughs> um, yeah, so, good. <laughs> Let's go on to Stranger Danger. <laughs> okay. Um, so, we have talked about an app called confide before and uh as mike let us know earlier he has it on his phone i guess it's similar to what snapchat started out as like as soon as you send someone a message as soon as it's read it's deleted shortly thereafter along with you know all records of it being sent or created uh, so the article i posted refers to um donald trump and staff reportedly using this for communication um, now I think the article goes into further detail about what they're actually communicating, but m- the reason I want to talk about this is actually originally I found it, uh, linked from Reddit 
And one of the comments was something that I really agreed with. And wasn't there some ruling or like executive order a couple years ago, which said you can't destroy like, you know, like all records must be kept. You can't destroy hard drives anymore. Stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? Some like data retention law. Well, because we have a room full of hard drives that we're not allowed to destroy. Yeah, I mean, we have that at my job. I just took I just took records management training. Yeah. So, how is this okay? You're like communicating official government business, and the records are being destroyed. Well, we don't know what they're communicating. Well, I mean, you can send a like if you if you're on a government system. Presumably they are, if you count phones as, you know, government-issued phones as government systems. I'm assuming they're government-issued. I would hope so. Um, like, if you send a personal email to one of your coworkers, you know, on on your government system, that's maintained. Well, according to the records management training that I took, it is not necessary to maintain that record. Mm-hmm. Because it is not pertinent to blah, blah, blah. You know. Now it's going to be maintained regardless because all, all our emails are captured and in an immutable archive, as I like to call it, in my job. Right. So it doesn't really matter if I if I delete it or not. It doesn't even matter. It's already stored. You know. Right. So. But I mean, this is to me. I'm like, yo, it's not okay that you're like getting around it like that. No, because you're probably you're not just making dinner reservations with each other. No, I get what you're saying. Um, there's also though, like, for instance, at my job, if we use Google Hangouts, like to send messages to each other and stuff, right? All that stuff is, and even text, we're told text messages on cell phones and stuff, even if it's a government cell phone, all that stuff is considered off the record. Mm, because they can't capture it? Mm, they probably could if they really wanted to, but. Can you imagine the system? I, I know what system they need, but can you imagine like the cost of that system and what it would take to employ it? What, We're to capture there. literally everything? Literally everything. Literally everything. I kind of feel NSA. it should be done. You think it should be done? Yeah. Why? If you're using government equipment, like everything on the government oh, yeah. provided uh, you know, equipment should be captured. I agree. I mean, people should get in the habit of, like it's been said for years at the army, at the army where I was at, they, it said on the computer, don't, there's no aspect of, you should not have any concept of privacy here. Yeah. We're monitoring everything. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. My two cents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, I think it would make for a better workplace if people didn't do personal stuff at work. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, or if you, if you <clears throat> must bring your own. Laptop, if you're allowed to. Connect to your phone's hotspot or something. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, just another troubling thing in the uh, the new administration. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's good. <laughs> All right. Next story. There's a... Flaw in the Linux kernel. Surprise, surprise. And according to this article, it is this this flaw has been there for eleven years. 
Nice. But it was just discovered. There's a flaw in the kernel, and <clears throat> it's uh, basically it's a way to if they send your oh they could basically it's a a local user but unprivileged. Well, like the print spooler user, or you know, we have users at work who log into Linux systems, but they're not they don't have root access. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so, so some arbitrary account that's not an admin. Mm-hmm. They could um, escalate privileges, and get get admin access. With this. And flaw. what's the uh, what's the what's the risk? Execute arbitrary code. Is that it? <laughs> the, the the classic tagline. Well, <clears throat> it's the. It says they could allow it could allow an un, a local unprivileged user to alter the Linux kernel memory. Enabling them to cause a denial of service system crash or escalate privileges to gain administrative access on a system. Okay. So there you go. But yeah, of course, if you're, if you have admin access and you can do whatever you want. So, right. So look, be on the lookout for a patch. You know, this, this, uh, it's going to affect pretty much every, all the OSs out there that are running the Linux kernel. So Red Hat, Ubuntu, blah, 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 you know. This could also potentially be an an issue for older embedded devices, as we've discovered in the past with such things as the Mirai botnet, which, uh, you know, run a very small Linux kernel on on a tiny embedded device and basically receive... No updates ever. Oh, like a router or... Yeah, like Internet of Things devices. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Very true. Yep. Very true. It's a problem. So that's why everyone should be using Windows. Nice, reliable Windows. Solid. To Never be had counted a on. Yes. <laughs> I like how you guys are a knocking bellwether Windows. A in a storm. You guys are knocking Windows, yet that's all you fucks use. Bro. Yes. I'm not knocking Windows. He's I like, like Windows. He's like, I'm serious. I don't think either of us are knocking Windows. It's, it's just, reliable for mission-critical applications. We have two choices. It's Windows or Linux. Linux is fucking unusable for a regular person, and none of the things I do work in it. Windows is great, but it's just fucking heavy. It's like, a, it's like riding on a heavy, fat guy's back who has very strong leg muscles. He'll get you there, but really fucking slowly. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Mike. <clears throat> how's the air up there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. What are you using? BOS over there? Fuckface. Use Unix. It's a Unix. Unix. How's a Unix box treating you? I'm using Plan Nine from Bell Labs. There you okay. go. <laughs> Great. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. A little cloud flare here. What's going on? Yeah. What do so we got? I, what do we got? I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about this. I just found it when I was looking through uh, cloud bleed article. But yeah, so basically, it seems to be a lot. It seems to be something like Heartbleed. There's one a, one uh, character in Cloudflare's Cloud Flare's code that allows for some kind of a zero day exploit. Um, but the problem is Cloudflare Cloudflare is a major. Uh, 
their major player in the internet and lots of companies use them for security and all other kinds of things. Uh, so a lot of sites that we all use and may be exposed to might have some, might, might be violated. It might be part of this. So it's not a lot of information and I just found it. So just something to read about, but it seems like it seems pretty interesting. And they're saying change your passwords. It might be beyond that, you know, <laughs> from what I'm, what I, the little bit I saw about it. So just something. Like I that. actually have another link that uh, provides, a, I think, a full list of all sites affected. Uh, most of them are sites I've either never heard of or that look like porn sites. Um, <laughs> I know well, one. What's it called? You sorry? I know. Uh, uh, Kit Kat, Cat, Cat. Kick-ass torrents uses them. Yes. There, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of torrent sites on there, too. So what... Um, and actually, DigitalOcean, which is hosting our Mumble server. Mm-hmm. But um, that has... It was affected... It was potentially affected, but apparently a comment um, next to... Next to that site was listed as basically a cache... A search of the cached results returned no actual leaked uh, passwords. So the problem with this, uh, with their code was stemming back from like September, 2016, it would basically give a memory dump on their servers. So if you, if you have happened to log in to any of these websites um, and if your credentials were in memory at the time of dump, then your, then your account could have been compromised at the time of dump. <laughs> so that's I'll, I'll um find my alternate link yeah the, with all the those. sites and put it in there so you guys can look at it. But I I actually I scrolled through and um I think there were a couple of social media. I want to say Snapchat was on there if they have a site or um maybe it wasn't Snapchat. Uh but there were a couple of like social media sites on there. But Ones that I don't use, so I wasn't worried about it. Moving on. All right. All right. Audible. Our, yes, our, our loyal sponsor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. slash IOPanel podcast. Slash IOPanel. Oh, I'm sorry. AudibleTrial.com slash IOPanel. There you go. Yep. We'll so get it right. Check that out, folks. Um, I put a link here in the show notes to a book called Old Man's War by John Scalzi. It's an excellent book. I've read other books by the same author. I've never read this one before. I'm in the middle of it right now. But I know other people have read it. I know, James, you've read it. And... It is, uh, so far, a very intriguing book. The, the basic premise of the book is people on Earth, um, when they get to be 75 years old, if they want to, they can elect to enlist in the military, basically. But hmm. then they're somehow made made young again. Really? What is, how long is their service? Um, Just like it would normally be, you know, four years at a time, or like you give the rest of your life to the military. You need to be explained better, Michael, because he doesn't. Someone who doesn't know what old man wars won't well, get what you're talking about. Well, it's in space. Okay, 
So it's like, you know, all that. And it's supposed to be two-year term, but uh, it could be up to a 10-year term. And you can never go back to Earth. That's true. Oh, is it assumed that you will die in the military? Like, is there a war going on with there the, is, with the there is some alien kind race? Of, there is some kind of conflict. Okay. <clears throat> and so there is the real possibility that you could die, but you're just going to get old and die anyway. How young do they make you? 20. 20. And... Okay, so like if you live, then you're just, you're twenty again. They don't like turn you back into a seventy five year old once your service is done. Uh, correct. Evan is okay. like figuring out. He's like, "Am I in for this or not? Is this something I'd want to do or not?" <laughs> he's like, "Let me get all the all the stipulations out of the way here." <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. Well, that's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting concept. So, and... oh, and your new buddy's green. Uh. Can oh my I, god, he's like, no. Is it like like a gecko or a chameleon green? I can change it or it's just green. It's just uh you just have a green tint to you, and that's it. Like like on sick kind of green tint or like the color? No, I like the color. Huh. Paint me a picture, Mike. Paint me a picture. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, uh, I mean, I'm I'm only probably, you know, like, a fifth of the way through the book or something, but... Oh, then why am I asking you these questions? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know, I wish you wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, no, it's, uh, well, so far it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And, uh, but James, you've read it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good book. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't want to ruin it. I mean, it's, it's right. a very, it's a very good book. Um, very enjoyable, solid. Uh, it's a great, it's from John, from Scalzi and we love Scalzi. You know, we love everything he does. This book ranks up with all of his other best, best stuff. This is the, one of the books that made him famous. Uh, it's a three part series. I have not read the other parts just because they do. He does a thing in the books that I personally don't like. But that doesn't affect the actual books. They're all very good. Um, I don't like books that, that start off with a new character. Um, like like if I buy a book and we have character A, then the second book needs to have character A in it at least a fair amount. Like he needs to be the primary character again. I don't like books where they switch up protagonists. And it seemed like from my first listening to that book, to listen to the sample, that it's not about that other character. So I didn't like it. But I enjoyed the first book quite a lot. It was one of my favorites. I advise anybody who wants like an introductory to space um, or an introductory to space books, he's good. He doesn't beat you in the head with science facts and, you know, how many AU out is it and all this. It doesn't beat you in the head with all that. And it doesn't it's just a it's a book about people trying to live, trying to live a second life in space with all the knowledge accrued from 60 or 75 years on Earth. 75 Mm -hmm. years on Earth and then. Lead a second life in space. I do have a I do have a follow up ah. question. Would it be spoiling it for anyone if you told me who the enemies were? Like you, Mike said, there was a, an ongoing conflict, but I don't with remember who? who they are. Some okay. alien. Uh, some. It's not important. It's not you know. I don't, remember, okay. I don't remember though. It's some alien. 
Fair enough. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> All right, what else we got? What's a three-body problem? All right, so I just stuck that in there, as I oftentimes do, just cram things in the last minute. Hey! Um, <laughs> so the three-body problem, a friend of mine, uh, Dr. B, told me about it, and Dr. Bushmich, Bushmich uh, from my old job, told me about it, and he said it was on Obama's reading list. And because he said it was on Obama's reading list, that automatically would make it a book that I'm not interested in. Because I figured it'd be a book about geopolitical, you know, geopolitical whatever and, you know, sanctions or whatever, you know. But it's actually science fiction by a very acclaimed Chinese author. I think you pronounce his name Xing uh, Xing Lu. Xing Lu, I don't know. Um, But... uh, it's read by Luke Daniels, it's translated, and the translation is supposed to be a very good translation. Um, I feel like some things were lost, but I think if, you, if you're if you used to watching or reading uh, anime, then you'll get, you get the, you kind of, your brain has a, a pre, uh, you, have a, you, you can accept the concept of like a cultural thing, and I guess regular people can too, but I feel like anime made it easy for me to kind of accept certain things that weird things didn't make sense to me as being like it's a cultural thing so there's a lot of cultural stuff because it it takes place all almost 90 percent of the book takes place in china um and it it's kind of the way it's written is all over the place it started there's there's you know it looks at the 60s it looks at the 70s it looks at you know the 80s the 90s all up to 20 you know 15 or something like that um just a really good book though man Uh, i enjoyed it. it's hard to read Hard, really hard to read or hard to listen to mm-hmm. but uh it's uh it's it's hard to read so it takes a it take it takes a little bit of a uh, a little bit of processing power but it's a good book uh definitely yeah it's the basic concept is you have this lady who at some point in her life you know she lives through this cultural the cultural revolution in china and while she's, you know, the Cultural Revolution in China for them was like, it was a revolution and everything was like, you have, you know, like people who they would kill people or imprison people who had like anti-communist ideas or as they said, anti-revolutionary ideas or reactionary ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a non-conforming. Mm, they didn't they see I, I don't want to say non-conforming because I, I think communism from the Chinese perspective is conformist but um, maybe they never said that word never said non-conforming they said reactionary which didn't make sense to me but they said reactionary these are reactionary ideas this method of physics is reactionary uh, Albert Einstein is reactionary so you're teaching your kids reactionary physics whatever it, that was like a huge theme uh, in the beginning half of the book and basically her father gets killed. Her mother betrays the father. It's a whole thing. And they're all physics and astronomy teachers. She becomes a physicist. And while she's living basically a prison term, sort of uh, using that word loosely, she discovers she receives a something from outer space. And I'm like really butchering the story. I'm not telling you properly. <laughs> but she receives this notice from a, a letter from outer space. They they send the Chinese do their own sort of a you know how we sent the plaque into space with the record player with all the record and stuff like that. Well they they have a uh they have a similar one 
that but they send it using a something like the SETI telescope, space telescope. Mm-hmm. They send it with that. She aims it at the sun and uses the sun as a booster to boost the electrical power of the signal and shoots it into Alpha Centauri. And there's a people in Alpha Centauri called the Tripolarans, and the Tripolarans discover it. Well, the Tripolarans have a serious problem. Their planet is, and I'm spoiling, I'm really spoiling, but I'm going to continue, I'm sorry. Please cover your ears or go forward a few <laughs> minutes. Um, earmuffs, as they say. So um, the Tripolarans have a serious problem. Their planet is in a trinary star system. So because it's on a trinary star system, you have the planets are all moving. The, 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 and in their system, the, the three suns are moving in erratic patterns. Okay? So the erratic patterns these three suns are going in create a situation where they have, in their world, they have a chaotic era and a stable era. The stable era could last three years or three days. And that means the sun comes up. You get a 24, 28, 30-hour day. It goes down. You have a night, a cool, semi-cool night, and then it repeats. A chaotic era means the sun comes up, then another sun comes up, then another comes, sun, sun comes up, and then everyone on the planet dies. Um, <laughs> or it could mean the sun comes up, and it's super close to the planet, and it's 900 degrees, super hot, but you can, barely, you can kind of make it. Uh, but the sun might stay up for like three years. Mm-hmm. Then you have another time when all the suns disappear and it's freezing and everyone dies from freezing to death. You know, the tripolarans, though, they can do something called they can dehydrate their bodies. So they dehydrate their bodies during the during the chaotic eras and during the stable eras. They build up society. Uh, you know so, what that reminds me of? What's that? Have you ever heard of a tardigrade? No. The water bear? Mm-mm, what is that? It's a very small creature that lives anywhere there's water. So they're, I mean, they're all over Earth and it can survive in space for like a decade. Really? Yep. Wow. Why? Uh, I don't know. They sort of like put themselves into a stasis state and live. Hmm, nice. But that, well, that, that reminded me of that. Yeah, these guys can do that. So anyway, drama ensues, so on and so forth. And it's a three it's a three part book. So there's a, the all the other books are out yet out already. Um there's two versions of this book up on Audible. There's one narrated by Luke Daniels and there's a and there's another one narrated by uh uh Ken Liu, who is excuse me, uh PG o, PJ Ochan. So the there's the Dark Forest is book two, and uh, Death's End is book three, and I'm pretty sure book two and book three are, take place where they're trying to. They have 450 years until these aliens come to try to take over or live in Earth, and in book one, one of the characters discovers an answer to the three body problem. So we'll see the shenanigans ensue. I don't know if I'm going to read the rest of them because the book is it's a heavy book. It's it's heavy and there's a lot happening. So does the three body problem refer to the trinary star system, like three orbiting bodies? Yes. And do the tripolarans want to inhabit Earth? They're like they're coming here. They wanted to solve the three body problem, but. Back in the 70s, the main character, one of the main characters told 
the trash Solarians because of after the cultural revolution, she hated Earth and she ha- or she hated people. So she told him, she said, please come uh, or no, someone, one of their space, space, astro science, one of the Trapalarian scientists saw China's letter, email, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. And said, please don't reply. Whatever you see coming, do not reply. Do not reply. I'm one of the pacifists on this, on this planet. Do not reply. If you reply, your life is forfeit. So she sent back a letter saying, I will help you. Please come. We cannot handle our own. We can't handle ourselves. Our planet's a mess. We need your help. Uh, I will help you. Please come. So she kind of like is a traitor to humanity. And so now they're all the aliens are coming. You know, they said, fuck it. We're out. But and also it's, it's kind of complicated, but she does that. And when she does that, a group is slowly created by another friend of hers who also has the same feeling she has. They create a group of people who are all sympathizers with the aliens and a split goes in the group. And one group says, let's solve the tribe, the tribe, the three body problem. And the other group says, let the aliens conquer earth. So they create a game, a video game called the three body problem and people all over the world play it. And the whole idea is to solve the problem, but they can't solve the problem. It's basically unsolvable. But then this guy who has some, he has something wrong with him. He's like autistic and kind of like a weirdo. He solves the problem because when he sees math, he sees shapes. Like when you look at, he looks at numbers, he sees shapes. And when he sees shapes, he sees numbers. So he's able to solve the problem, but nobody believes it. And that's where the book leaves off sort of. Kind Um, of interesting. You know, that also reminds me of the first episode of Stargate Universe. uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I vaguely Hmm. remember, but yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. A government-created computer game to solve a thousand-year-old mathematic algorithm to translate an alien language. That's right. Yeah, you're right. And that also is used in the book Armada. (laughs) I don't know what that is, but I trust you. James? Yeah, we we talked about that book several months ago. Mm -hmm. Another book, yeah. All right. Well, good. Actually, sounds kind of interesting. I'm not going to read or listen to it because it sounds like a chore, but interesting story. <laughs> it's heavy and it feels chore-like a lot of the time. I'll be honest with you. You know, the only reason I finished it was because it was on Obama's reading list and it scares the shit out of me that the President of the United States was reading a book about aliens and hidden hidden government conspiracies. So Maybe he viewed it as a way to deal with, you know, instead of uh, a, invading alien, alien species, problem? but well, yes, <laughs> but you know, other nations on this country who would uh, other other nations on this planet who uh, might be trying to like deal with us. Well, you know what? I'll say this: I would say if you wanted to understand, I feel like I have a great understanding of like. Uh, I shouldn't say this because this is like definitely not true. I don't have an understanding of Japanese culture, but I feel like I have a better understanding of Japanese culture than most American, most people who don't involve themselves deeply in Japanese cultural things like anime and some of the themes that are in anime and do all the reading and stuff to understand the themes and what they're talking about. So I feel like 
this is the same way. I feel like if you wanted to understand the Chinese mindset, this is like what in anime terms we call this a slice of life because a lot of the stuff in this is like everyday life stuff that happens in this book. So I feel like if I was like a president and I wanted an introductory way to understand Japanese Chinese writing and maybe the way the Chinese Chinese a Chinese person thinks this is a good book for that because a lot of the people in this book are regular people. None of them are like extra special. They're just regular individuals who are just trying to cope with a situation. And this author is like supposed to be great. And he's supposed to have captured that, that aspect of Chinese society really well. So maybe that's why, and maybe Obama just likes fucking freaky sci-fi. And he's like, yeah, I just want to fucking freak out on space shit right now. You know, I'm tired. I've done all the zombie stuff for now. And now it's <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> So I'm done with all the zombie Fallout series. Let me turn. Uh, let me turn this page. Yeah. How how psyched would you be if you found out he was a fan of the zombie Fallout series? Michael. Be like, that's my bro. The what series? The zombie how- Fallout series. If Obama was a fan of it. Oh, that'd be awesome. He should be a fan of it because it's a great series. When the, despite what James says. All the books wow. by Mark Tufo are great. Okay. <sighs> Audibletrial.com forward slash IO panel. Do it. To to you'll fill be, all of glad. your awkward silence. You'll be glad. You'll be glad you did oh, it. L- let me say this about Audible. And I don't know if this is an Audible thing or a Google thing. Maybe this should be, I should have said this in Stranger Dander. I searched, before this. we started this segment, I searched Three Body Problem. So I could put the link in the show notes. If you don't go to our show notes, you should. Um, and when I searched on Google's website, <laughs> just on Google uh, for it, a list of receipts came up from Audible that Google Gmail must have captured. And it says it's all formalized. It's like Audible completed the 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 complete Exodus trilogy, books one through three. Audible completed. The Three Body Problem, Audible completed Helldivers, Helldivers 1, Trilogy Book 1, Audible completed the Extinction Cycle, Box Set, Extinction Horizon, Extinction Edge, Audible completed three credits, Audible complete. I'm like, what is this? Like, it has the list of everything I've done. It's crazy, and it's huge. Are you sure you searched Google and not the search bar within Gmail? No, fool. I'm on, I'm on Gmail. I'm on Google. Okay. I'm just asking. It's not a problem on Gmail. I mean, I'm logged into Google, so it's it knows it's me. I don't think it's showing anybody else this, but um, it's just kind of freaky seeing that that the Google had. I mean, I don't know. It's I guess it's that they're really. I mean, I knew that you know they're reading your email and stuff. Like I know that Gmail does that. I know that's why Gmail's free and it's so great and stuff. But it's just kind of freaky to me seeing this list of like all the books I read. You know, and it also is astounding that they can make such good use of this information here, but not put information that I need in my hands via this fucking stupid Google Home thing. So anyway, let's continue. That's all I want to say. <laughs> well, you may continue right on to uh, Conan Exiles. Oh, okay. So I think I mentioned this last week. I started playing Conan Exiles. Honestly, I've been playing it all week, man, like a fucking crack fiend. I absolutely love this game. Um we built an awesome base and all kinds of stuff. I mean, honestly, the, the whole thing is, and I told Evan this before we started the show, the, the thing that makes this game fun is the people you're playing with, and I'm playing with my Star Citizen buddies, so that's why the game is good. But 
even still, the game is just a beautiful game. It's smooth, and in the pre-alpha state, it's very nice. You know, I really enjoy playing it. Um, will I enjoy playing it for the next, like, six months? Probably not, you know. I'll probably play it for another three or four weeks, but it's a nice distraction while Star Citizen is really pissing me off. And, um, you know, there's other games I'm going to play, which will probably also distract me from, from getting that much into this. But for right now, you know, it's one of my top games right now. So, yeah, that's all I want to say. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool game. It's And the thing is, the thing is it's 30 bucks. So if anybody wants to play it, hit me up. You can join my group. We play all the time. It's a lot of fun. We have a, we already have established base and everything. Um, we're we're fucking faces on the server. It's absolutely awesome. Making kidnapping, making slaves, having fun. It's awesome. Giant ovens. Yeah, we got tons of ovens. I since you mentioned this is alpha or pre-alpha, please let me know if there are any glitches that uh, like make someone's skin appear inside out. Oh god, there's like, a ton of crazy glitches. Like, but dude, you're like a fucking that. muscle and skeleton. He's like, what? Yeah, no, that'd be. Does cool. it look crazy? No, yeah, there's nothing like that. There's uh, inventory things disappear out of your inventory, or things reappear, or you'll get like you'll you'll make one of something, and then three hundred will fit, appear. You know, <laughs> weird, weird stuff happening like that. Um, for like about half an hour last night, me and Jack, one of the guys in my in my group. We were trying to figure out why this crossbow kept appearing in the inventory. And, like, you'd try to pick it up, and it would disappear, and it would reappear in the box. And you'd be like, what's going on? And we were, like, picking it up and trying to pass it to each other, and it was it was hilarious and stupid all at once. Um, and then when you kidnap – when you kidnap uh, – not kidnap. Yeah, that's the right word, actually. Yeah. <laughs> when you kidnap NPCs and put them in, on the wheel of pain to break their spirit, <laughs> to make them a thrall. What the that, fuck? Yeah, that's part of the game. Uh, I mean, it was just a slave. I mean, I hate to say I hate the word thrall because it just makes slave sound nice. It's their fucking slave. Um, but you do that. You go kidnap the NPC, and you, you have to hit them over the head with this cudgel. And so you beat them about the head <laughs> with the cudgel, and then you throw a rope on their legs, and you drag them back to the thing. So you're underwater swimming, and they're dragging. They're like... Like dragging, <laughs> like by their legs and their arms just spread out. Like it's crazy, man. Um, and it just looks like hilarious. There's a lot of hilarious shit in there. So it's a funny game, interesting, and it's thirty bucks. That's why I'm talking about it because it's thirty bucks. If you want to play a good game on the cheap, this is a great way to do it. You don't have to pay AAA game prices to get an almost complete game where they're still adding tons of stuff. And undi- unlike Star Citizen, that might update or patch the game once every couple months. These guys patch every day. So there's always new, there's always something new. They're fixing broken stuff. I mean, that's the one thing I like about this. I, I refuse to, after after getting involved with, uh, I don't want to say this, but after getting involved with Star Citizen and other things, I refuse to invest my time and money into pre-alpha stuff. You know, and Star Citizen is not a good example because Star Citizen, like, is different. But there's tons of games out there that are pre-alpha. You get it and you're like, this is fucking crap. Like, nobody's doing any work on this. These guys are working like fucking thralls, like slaves. They're working like slaves on this game. <laughs> you know, they're just every day putting out new content constantly. And the patches are small. You know, you don't even know you've been patched. So you don't have to download 26 gigs over and over. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's like insane, by the way. Yeah, it is. It is. It's That's not a good way to patch anything. You know, there's guys in my in my organization who won't play Star System because they're like, I don't want to stop. 
what I'm doing to download 26 gigs of data, you know? Yeah. Ever again, you know what I mean? And I totally get it. Star Citizen, they said back in November that they were going to make an, a, 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 a launcher that would let you download just the changes, but they haven't done it yet. So I guess it will happen at some point. Unfortunate. Oh, I've got another book. I got another game there. Yep. Um, so Helion, I just discovered this yesterday. I haven't gotten it. I'm probably not going to buy it yet, but it's uh, <laughs> another pre-alpha game. <laughs> um, so just from Aren't the video, just telling us that these you don't want to get involved in any of these pre-alpha games, and all you're talking about is freaking pre-alpha games. Well, here's the thing, right? This game looks like everything Star Citizen supposed to be. You know, I kind of thought about Space Engineers also because it has a guy like mining an asteroid. In the yeah. video, yeah, or um, how what? Not really space engineers. What's the other one? The first person shooter one, um, Shattered Horizons. Yeah, Shattered Horizon. Yeah, it reminded me of that plus Lake Star Citizen. So the thing is with this game, you can't build ships, but you can take. Basically, what happens is you you it's it's a survival game. So basically, the basic concept of Daisy Arc, um or Conan Exiles, but instead of being like either a lone survivor getting chased around by zombies and eating cans of beans with no crafting or having an immense crafting thing, but you're in some prehistoric hellhole and you only run around a loincloth, now you're in space. And the thing about space that I love is it's completely unforgiving. Like, it does not suffer fools at all. You can you can in real in a real life survival scenario you could probably just run around naked in the woods and be okay for a while, eating grass and stuff. Not in space. Like food is going to be a problem, air is going to be a problem. Like that's a survival thing. Water that's a problem. So in this game you're trying to get food, water, air, and you're trying to find a home. You're trying to find some place to live. You're on a space station. The space station is horrible. And in this game the guy says in the video he's like, hey look. All the space stations, everything in space is always falling apart. It needs regular maintenance. So you will spend almost all of your time just trying to maintain where you're at and then adding on to where you're at. And so they're like, if you, you can acquire hangar modules, this, that, I think, and then link those modules up in space. This game also models real space mechanics um, and orbital mechanics. So, you know, the, he talks about RCS thrusters and main thrusters and stuff like that and how you would use things to link stuff up, link up the different pieces. Or you could say, like, obviously I'm not going to do this, but someone who's really into math and science like that, in this game you could say, if we all three travel at this speed, this way, we'll get captured by this gravity and then get sucked into the hangar here. Like, you could do that in this game, according to what the developers say. Like Kerbal so, Space Program? Yeah, like Kerbal Space Program. So I find that it's a Kerbal Space Program. Obviously, that's like your. It's all. Uh, it's just like Earth launches and stuff. Yeah, launches like but, rocket scientry. Yeah, but in this game, it's like first person. You know, how do I guide myself into this thing and land here or whatever? How do I get my ship to do this thing and land there? You know, and it's all has to be. It's all part of the thing. You can just free ball it. You know, which is what most people do. But there's for people who want to get real sciency with it and do and and figure out the exact calculations of this shit, you can do that in this game. And I thought that I thought, I thought when I saw that I said this is IO panel worthy because it's really cool. It has a very sciency aspect that I think is very interesting. So like Apollo thirteen, 
Uh, yeah. Well, in a way that like, okay, so we're leaking oxygen. Our ship is fucked. We have to make these calculations in yeah. the next half an hour. Exactly to get home. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, but you can't go home. Does the so, game look, does the you, game look like these trailers? Yes, it does. I saw that's pretty good. I watched a little, and if that's the thing, it looks better. It looks, excuse me, it looks as good as Star Citizen looks right now. But in this game, you can open up doors and cabinets and stuff and replace modules. All the things Star Citizen wants to do. You can fly ships. You can put ships in your hangar. You can do pirate shit. You know what I mean? Which all, what everyone wants to do in Star Citizen. You know, you can do mining and all kinds of stuff. There's no exploration aspect. There's a lot of things that it's, not, it's missing, and there's nothing about an economy or anything. But as far as, like, you know, a cool space game, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's been trying to get to it. Um, I can't think of this game. I bought a game called where you're flying a ship called the Kestrel, and it's a look-down uh, kind of a board game, a look-down game, a computer board game, where you fly to this ship and... Are they good? Are they bad? Do they want to trade? You have to fire on them. You pick what weapon systems to bring down. Maybe they beam aboard your ship. Then you have to move your NPCs into the right position to repel the borders. There's that game. And then there's another game. I think it's called uh, B19 or something. It's a it's a game where you have to grow your colony and build out spaces in your colony. It's a space station. Um, and then there's another game that I have on my computer here. Uh and I uninstalled it. I can't remember what it's called now, but it was a pretty cool game. Uh, some kind of space survival game where you land a colony to build this colony, but the NPCs are all morons. So um, <laughs> that's why I stopped playing. It's impossible to play. But that was, a, I mean, it's a cool game. But uh, yeah, so mm. there's a lot of cool stuff out there. That And this seems to like crack the surface of what we all really want, which is like a cool multiplayer survival game that really understands space and how space is different than surviving on a planet in a prehistoric environment where you can ride a Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever. Right. Hmm. Okay. But this is, this is again, this is not done. This is early alpha... Blah blah yeah. blah. All that. It's right? no. It's not 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 complete. And it was just released. The release date was the twenty fourth. So we don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I don't advise anybody to just buy a game. But I mean, I'll at some point soon. I'll pick it up. I've got a lot of stuff to buy right now. Wildlands comes out in the seventh. I'll be picking that up. I am going to buy WoW because people are counting me to play it, and I do kind of want to play it a little bit. So um, there's a lot of things I'm going to be playing now. So mm. cool. all right. Yeah, do watch the trailer. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I stuck a news story in here. Um, it's not, you know, about a game per se, but it's about a gamer. So there was a, a gamer in Virginia who was doing a 24-hour marathon that he was streaming on Twitch. He was playing a game called World of Tanks. Oh, yeah. And, um... That's an interesting game, by the way. Yeah, he was doing a 24-hour marathon to raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they said about 22 hours into him playing, he stood up from his computer to take a smoke break, and he never came back. And they... They found him at his home, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. 
They don't. They said they don't suspect foul play. Um, the cause of death is not known. Mm-hmm. So they don't. No uh, autopsy report. No, not yet. Not yet. So, just just kind of a weird story, you know. I wonder how caffeinated he was. Thirty-five years old. Yeah. Yep. We can all die at any any point in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you made your peace? No. Uh. <laughs> I love this. The streamers who put their lives on. The, so if you look at the <laughs> South China Morning Post, it's like st- the streamers who put their lives who put their lives on the line for v- extreme video gaming marathons. It's all about yeah, right. spin, man. It's all about spin. Yeah, and you look at the you look at this picture. of This guy, Jesus, they picked the worst picture. He looks like crap. Oh my god, I'm gonna put a link of this in the thing. It's just the worst. Hmm. They couldn't have had the the headline like the attention whores of internet gaming. Yeah, right. He 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 tries to get your eyes with gaming, then he goes and dies to continue to get your eyes even after death. Ugh. How selfish. Yeah. Oh, that is a terrible picture. Oh, well. Oh, well. Rip in peace. As you say, Evan, yeah. Rip in peace, uh, Brian. Brian. If that is your real name. Brian Vigneault. Doomslayer XOXO69. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, Evan, what do we got here? So we have a mutual friend who recently commented on Facebook that he was um he he's losing weight for whatever his reasons are and um he was doing a sort of an extended fast he he had a we'll say he had a meal on Monday and he was shooting for not eating for the rest of the week or not eating until Friday or something like that so it was a few days and Mike and I had a small talk about whether it was dangerous or not. And so I input a, a couple issues on, not issues, a couple articles on fasting. So I'll just talk briefly about one of them, um, starting off with a quote from the first article. Fasting seems to be the most beneficial for patients who have risk factors for disease such as high blood pressure, are pre-diabetic, and obesity. Um, I don't know if that describes all of us, but we all have that potential. Diabesity. Diabesity, yes. Mike's favorite fucking <laughs> made-up bullshit exoplanet word. <laughs> I'm so, from the soul system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe these idiots? They think side. the sun's a star. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. So anyways, uh, as I'm... Um, sure you're all familiar i'm a fan of small participant studies so this was done at usc a uh, a study of 100 patients broken into three groups one control control group who just ate you know normal a normal diet over the th- three month period normal diet other, of pizza and bullshit no you know uh, healthy individuals not healthy individuals but you know people selected for the study not gorging themselves on 8000 calories a day Amateurs. Eating a normal, yeah, fucking guy. <laughs> we'll do the twenty thousand calorie challenge. <laughs> um, so the two groups being tested, uh, 
followed a program of once a month, a five day period of 750 to 1100 calories. Um, and those meals were sort of chosen, picked out, customized, designed by the scientists to, you know, contain appropriate carbs, fats, uh, proteins, stuff like that. Uh, so it's, you know, well-engineered and monitored. And it showed that um, the the test group had lowered blood pressure, lost body fat, and specifically a term that I like, trunk fat, um, but did not lose muscle mass. So they were curious whether it was something special about these people just in general. So they took the the control group and then tested them with the same the same method and found that they too uh, showed the same showed uh, results of lower blood pressure, lower uh, blood glucose, and fat loss. So my point to Mike was, you know, over the say quarter of a million years that you know humans have been around or so, you know, food several times a day was not always guaranteed, and sometimes not even for days. Uh, in a row. So, you know, fasting won't kill you and actually uh, has been proven to have health benefits. So take that for what you will. There's there's two articles in here. I didn't really talk about the second one. Uh, both of them, you know, basically speak about scientifically proven or, you know, health benefits of, of fasting, whether it's for days or even just intermittent fasting if you want to if you want to start fasting, that's probably the easiest one to do, intermittent fasting. So, like, you only eat between noon and 6 p.m. or something. You give yourself this window, um, and that also has health benefits. So, do what you want, um, but it won't kill you to not eat for a certain period of time. <laughs> now, if you remember the article that I posted, you know, two months ago or something, like the guy who didn't eat for 300 days... But that was also medically supervised, and he was, you know, taking, maintained his uh, nutrient, his fucking can't speak, his vitamin levels and all that kind of shit. Um, that was being closely monitored, so. so. Was he taking vitamins or something? I mean. Yeah. So he would take, you know, I'm sure it was not just your Costco multivitamin or something. Um, I don't think the article went into too much detail, if I remember. But um, since it was medically supervised in a way you know he went for regular checkups uh, i think like six months into it or something they were like oh your uh your potassium is a little low or your magnesium is a little low or something like that so he started supplementing extra of whatever was lacking for a period of time and um yeah didn't eat for like 300 no it was over a year it's like 380 days or something like that and he lost you know 290 pounds hmm yeah, so I I personally do not advocate fasting for a year, uh, but you know a couple days a month might be just a, a good exercise. Interesting. interesting, if you want to. It's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What's next? We get it, bro. You vape. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the fattest clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, I put this in the Yum update because it has something to do with food. Not really. It's health-related. Um, loosely. It is health-related. So um, I quit smoking uh, four or five years ago. And it's like four I, or five times now. Well, probably like three or four times at least. But I, clo- I quit like four or five years ago, and then I restarted up after I broke up with my girlfriend in August. I started seriously. Then I quit and started and quit and started. And the thing is, all my friends want to quit, but none of them are all horrible. And all my friends smoke. Uh, and I love cigarettes. They're wonderful. But I hate cigarettes because they're just unhealthy for all the reasons that Evan said that we're in that we're in the diabetes category, probably. <laughs> and, you know, cigarettes are just that extra thing. I have high blood pressure, so I have to, smoking is like the worst thing I can do. So, um, I tried to do e-cigarettes before, and I just didn't like it. It just wasn't fun. Not fun. Fun's not the word. It just, it, uh, the, the, and I think that has to do with the e-cigarette. I got, I got, I got grape flavored or whatever, and I was just like, ugh. It just, it wasn't good. You know, is that like the ones you get at Seven Eleven or something? Yes, exactly. Um, so I said to myself, "There's a store in my house called Mister Vape." And or Mr. Smoke, <laughs> excuse me, Mr. Smoke, Mr. Smoke. And I went to Mr. Smoke the other day and I was like, hook me up with the starter kit, dude. He's like, well, we don't have anything for vaping here. I was like, what? <laughs> so if you need to go get a crack pipe, Mr. Smoke's the place. They got tons of crack pipes. They really, really do have tons and tons of crack pipes. Um, he directed me to a place called Vape Tech run by a, f- a nice Chinese man, very old and very Chinese. And he helped me purchase a vape uh pin thing and he the way he said was and I, i'm not gonna use my racist chinese accent but he said there is three kinds i could get there was one that gave a little bit of smoke then there was one that gives a nice throat hick and a lot of smoke and then there was one that gives a fat amount of smoke like a lot a lot of smoke so those ones you see that people hold with two hand with one hand and they kind of grip it like they're gripping um uh, I don't know, a douchey vape thing. Um, and then <laughs> exactly they, what it is. Yeah. And then oh, it looks suck. like one of those portable batteries. Yeah, like they're gripping a portable battery. That's like the really fat clouds one, like the crazy one, like boom. You know, that's that's when you smoke it, you hear fucking um, the bass drop. That's that's that one. Mm-hmm. Then I got the one that's the intermediate one, still blows fat clouds. But gives you good throat hit, which is what I think what a smoker would want, and also uh, is very small and tiny. Um, and then the other one, the the other one that you can get is the pen one, but that was a very cheap one. And as a rule, I try not to buy the cheap thing because they just break. And you have to be careful with this this kind of stuff because you always hear like, oh, the battery caught on fire, oh, whatever, you know. And to me, lithium ion batteries are just very delicate things and. People, if you don't charge them correctly, they'll blow up or burn out or whatever. So I just decided I'm going to get this other one. Um, the one in the middle was like eh, 39 bucks or something like that, or 49 bucks, I think. And extra, f- and no, fluid for it was five or 10 bucks. And it comes in like with an eyedropper. It's a big, a fair amount. It's lasts mm-hmm. me like a couple of weeks, probably. And uh, I bought an extra, the thing that holds the fluid is glass. So. Um, the guy was like, hey, "This he's like, this one comes with an extra glass thing, and if you need another one, I have them. But you know, this is this is it. And then he was like, also, you'll need, um, 
Coils. Oh, uh, yeah, coils. He said the coil, um, he said it, it doesn't come with any, but I have them, and I bought an extra coil. So it all together costs like 79 bucks or something. It's more money than I want to spend on something like this. But at the same time, I'm glad I got it. it just using it, I it, I don't really want to smoke cigarettes anymore. Now, when I'm with my friends, I still, like, they're all smoking. I'm like, ooh, nice burn and sizzle would be nice right now. <laughs> but, you know, still, I like the fact that, you know, this this I can smoke this and I haven't been in my house thinking, I want a cigarette. You know what I mean? And you don't um, have a horrible taste in your mouth? And that's another thing. Yeah, I don't. Everything doesn't taste horrible. I can still smell stuff, and uh, I don't feel like shit for smoking it. Um, and there's a bunch I, of flavor options. Yeah, there's a shit ton of flavor options. This one, the one I have, brings us to the yum update. It's frosted donut. So, <laughs> quite nice. yes, quite nice. Um, Inhaling the sugar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All carbs, straight through your fucking <laughs> lungs, man. Just crisp them up. Get that lung hit of sugar. And carbs. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, it turns out a lot of cigarettes are made with uh, the tobaccos uh, blended with sugar. So. Yep. I wanted to actually mention that smoking is not really a double-edged sword, but it turns out that nicotine is actually, you know. That's depressant. Well, that, and also it stimulates brain activity. Unfortunately, it's packaged with all the other, like, smoke-causing, cancer-causing chemicals and tobacco and whatnot in cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Does it simulate brain? Where did you hear that? I don't have an article to back it up, but Is I have heard Breitbart? it many times. It's it's from Steve Bannon himself, yes. You got that from Steve Bannon and Breitbart. Okay. He, sent it, he sent it to me on a uh, confide message. I, I'm spicy. sorry, I can't show you the evidence. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Nice. Oh, count me. Okay, cool. Put me on your put me on your list of uh, Stephen Bannon's fans. List of skeptics. Gotcha. You're on there. (laughs) No, but I mean, yeah. So this this obviously doesn't have any negative effects of cigarettes, but it does have nicotine in it, which I don't like. Uh, They don't really have a lot of choices without nicotine, and so I'm gonna look for this flavor and others. My next batch of flavors will all be nicotine free, because I get a headache from smoking this. it's more nicotine than I think you get in a cigarette, honestly. Uh, well, does that shop have all the like f- all the flavor vials where you can make your own do. custom blend? Uh, okay. I don't know about that, but I mean, I didn't go that far into it. it was just on lunchtime, I did this, but they probably do. He's, not, mean, a, he's had... not a chemist, Evan. All right, relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they had a shit ton of flavors there. Um, and this is only three percent nicotine. Um, Alchemy. Yeah. My 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 problem with e-cigarettes is still the same problem I've always had with the concept of them is this is pure straight nicotine. In a regular cigarette, you barely get any pure straight nicotine, which is the whole reason you're in the cigarette. You know what I mean? You get more rat poisoning and arsenic <laughs> than you get <laughs> nicotine. So and and who's to know the measure of what how much how many, what the percentage of actual nicotine is? People say it's somewhere around 10 percent or something like that. This is only three percent nicotine, but I'm I'm getting more hits of it more often than you would the ten percent nicotine because you can't smoke in your, a lot of people don't smoke in their houses. Most places you can't smoke in inside and that kind of thing. So, and I'm more inclined to like smoke this just sitting here at my desk because it's easy and it works and there's no bullshit. I don't have to light anything. I don't need to smell anything. It's not weird. It smells good. So, yeah, I think. I mean, I. Except for like one and a half cigarettes, like almost two years ago, I quit 
over three years ago. And a big part of me smoking was the social aspect, but also just the activity of doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're... So, what did you replace it with? Nothing. I just stopped. So, now there's a void in your life. Well, I guess I filled it with more self-loathing and masturbation or something. I don't know. Jesus. All right. (laughs) No, you know now what, we're though? getting somewhere. You, I'm like, this is my kind of show now. Um, no, you know he lives in the middle of nowhere. That's why I don't live in the middle of nowhere. No, you live in bumfuck somewhere. They probably pick cotton out there where you live, dude. If if you guys would ever come down here, you'd be like, oh, this is like you know, it's like Rockville. It's like a place. Uh, seriously, Dad, it's Rockville. Okay. Um, I'll, no, I'll, I'll I'll record me driving around and send it to you. <laughs> how many strip malls? How many strip clubs and liquor stores we'll see while we're driving around? Uh, <laughs> a couple of liquor stores, zero strip clubs, unless okay. I take you on my way to work. Oh. Um. No, but no. What I mean by that, Evan, is because we're not there, you have less impetus to be like, let's go smoke. I mean, when we were, the three of us were together and we were smoking, oh my God, it was ridiculous. You guys were rolling cigarettes. I found, me and Mike found a cigarette case in his room <laughs> this weekend that I know he bought during the, you know, Evan and Mike rolling cigarettes days, you know. But I, mean, I even was, quit back then when we lived in Beltsville together. No, yeah, I quit. Yeah. No, yeah, you did. You did. But I mean, it's it's easy. Like when you have the social aspect as a, as a thing, it's easy to smoke. But when it's not, it's hard. All my friends smoke now, and that's the that's the hard thing. So, pro tip: stop hanging out with people. Basically, like you need to get your stuffy Conan Exiles game up. <laughs> yeah, you don't smoke in Conan. Why you don't need to smoke in real life? <laughs> that's real life advice, people. Mm-hmm. Eat those bugs mm-hmm. and savory flesh. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you. I'd be interested to know what flavors you choose. Uh, I have well, a friend of a friend who is also a vapor, and he's a fan of cinnamon. It smells oh, yeah. like it smells like big red. Ugh. Well, that is exactly the opposite of what James would want. Big red okay. is not fun. I don't know people who like that. Something wrong with them. Like I'm balanced. I want to chew this thing that makes my tongue burn. Yeah, it's like mm, it's how spicy is this? And not good spicy. Horrible spicy. No, I'm not interested in that. Thank you. Let's continue, please. All right. So now on to the uh, the fun part of the show. Not that the other stuff wasn't fun, but... Jesus Christ, I'm the... turning off. Is this going to be a regular thing, by the way? I don't know. Okay. The Kook Corner. All right. So first up, we have some footage that was finally released. This is footage supposedly from a gas station... Security camera uh, near the Pentagon uh, from the 9-11 attack on the Pentagon. This footage has been released, and supposedly it shows that a missile hit the Pentagon, not an airplane. Honestly, I looked at this video. I can't tell. So, I believe it. Who gave you the video? Was it Alex Jones? This is on the website neonnettle.com. Ah, uh, yes. Where, wait, wait, why do they say it's a gas? It's not a gas station. This is the parking. This is the before you get in the parking garage at the Pentagon. And this footage is old. It was the original footage that was first 
that was first released snippets of it um, in September. Look at the date. Why is Pretty the date suspect. Off by a day? You see the dates off by a day? That adds to the conspiracy. Oh, boy. And look at the time. 5.37 p. How is all this wrong? That was the that was the actual planned time of attack. Oh my god, come on. This is someone inserted this shit. September twelfth, twenty eleven, five thirty seven. This is shit all this shit happened like okay, okay. Stop, James. You're you're getting into this whole thing with this kooks <laughs> and you're letting them bring you down. You're letting them okay, go ahead, Michael, please. Teach us teach us your truth. <laughs> There's no truth to teach. The truth speaks for itself, James. No, right? no, 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 no. These are facts. <laughs> yeah. These aren't alternative facts. I'm like... turning my mic off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, well, everyone, check out the... I put the link in the show notes. Check it out. You be the judge. Next up, um, I came across this article. I've heard about this before. I think there's at least one movie about this that's been made. Um, the Philadelphia Experiment. So this is where supposedly the Navy was experimenting with how to make an entire ship like a like an aircraft carrier or something invisible invisible or in, at least invisible to radar you know if you listen to the more the less the quote unquote less crazy theories or <laughs> yeah. less ver- less crazy or less whatever versions of the story um but Supposedly, when this experiment happened, they actually transported the ship, phased it out, did something we don't know. So it went to another time, it went into another dimension for a second, we don't know. Oh yeah, that actually seems familiar. Yeah. That was also in an episode of Star Trek Next Generation, but unrelated. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. So the ship, name of the ship was the USS Eldridge, and it was at the uh, Navy Yard in Philadelphia. So, Speaking of kooks and ships and Navy Yards, did you realize that like Russia has a vessel off the East Coast, just like going back and forth, patrolling? Well, yeah, I heard Technically about Technically in international waters, but they're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, this is pretty common. Common Putin's Russia business, though. They do this kind of stuff. They buzz aircraft carriers, and they do all this kind of bold. They make up kinds of bold moves. Provocate. They're provocateurs, as they say. What do we do? Mm-hmm. I'm sure we do tons of such shit too. We're the, we're America. You don't we are top angelic. by just being nice and smiling. We're kind to the world. We're humanitarians. We're only there to help. Anyone right. who could turn vape into what it is ain't angelic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everyone check out. You can read about the Philadelphia Experiment. The, I put it one link in the show notes, but there's actually more more stuff available for it. So, out there. Um, Plenty of articles on AboveTopSecret.com mm-hmm. and BeforeIt'sNews.com. And Area51.tv. Yep. Uh, all right. Next article is from theusualroutine.com. Flatearth.net. <laughs> <laughs> There's, um, oh yeah, we got to talk about that too, by the way. No, 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 no. Some other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be tonight. I'm just saying. So, 
You know, we sent out those probes like Voyager. Uh huh. Voyager. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to this article, which I completely believe 100%, the the spacecraft Voyager 2 was taken over by someone other than NASA and started sending data back to Earth in a language that NASA could not understand. Okay. Yet the announcement this week was about seven exoplanets. Hmm. Highly suspicious. Mm-hmm. They're trying it? to get us ready. Okay. You know, they're trying what to ease us name? into it. When what was the name this? of this news site? The news site has no label on top. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? It just says the usual routine.com. And 24,000 idiots have shared this. I mean, skeptics. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. So, Voyager yeah, 2. Where, was that just like when you sent that out, you know, in the 80s? When was that? Mm, I think late 70s. What was it for? Just to go out and look? Yeah, send it out. Have it do a flyby of a bunch of the planets and then keep going. Do your thing. Why don't we do more of that? Can't we send out like thousands of cheap satellites to do that? We could now. I bet you Voyager is basically one a cell phone with a satellite dish on it. <laughs> Excuse me, it's a Nokia three, an original Nokia three ten with a fucking yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't remember on. which one of these ones it is, but you know, these are the ones with the golden record and all that kind of shit. You know, yeah. So, why would they use gold? Was is gold the hardest substance in the universe? No. It probably shows humanity's capability to refine metal. Resist corrosion, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, oh, that too. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it says where we are, right? Yeah. It's probably like, welcome, take us over. We are feeble. Yeah, <laughs> this satellite is the height of our technological prowess. Yeah. yeah. They're like these fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah. We already don't like each other. You don't have much to do. Send out the battle fleet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Exactly. Yeah, this is like a horrible idea. It was a horrible idea back then. It just, when you think about it now, I mean, it just is, I don't know. I get it. But at the same time, you got to assume that, I think it's safe to assume that there's one constant in in every form of life, and that's resources. You know? Could be. I mean, I guess. you could receive this in the last 25 years is close enough that we are a viable place to get resources from. I, you could, you could pose the argument like, you know, how much would alien life value our life? Like, do you feel super bad about, you know, stepping on an ant or something? So why should a sophisticated alien race feel bad about wiping out humanity and taking over the planet? But also if a race gets to the point where they're capable of, you know, interplanetary travel and inter system travel, would they have, you know, changed to a point where that. they're no longer worried about that? You know, they're not. So, no, th- sorry to interrupt you. The, so in the three body problem there, they discuss this very same thing. Mm-hmm. And 
it points to a very like great answer to that question. It depends on the situation that's going on in the in there in that other in that other planetary system or whatever that the aliens are going through. If the aliens, if everyone has great capabilities and it's just like a pirate group came here with 30 guys on it and we're like, oh my God, they're emissaries from a great world, but they're just pirates and assholes. And they come <laughs> yeah. here and they just like fucking want to fuck shit up and do whatever, you know. Like who, the Ferengi? How would we, ju- yeah. How would we judge that? Like we could judge, like, okay. You know, they could be dickheads. Like, can you imagine if everyone in the United, everyone in the world was like, we now have space travel, we have interplanetary travel, there's thing, all things we can do, you know? Okay, our first meeting with a with a alien race could be some hauler from a place, from a New Jersey type, you know, yeah. backward colony, yeah. who's like, he's <laughs> in his ship, like, and he crashes into a fucking alien. That could be our first contact with an alien race. You know, some guy fist pumping his way through the fucking stellar fucking whatever. I mean, we just, probably wouldn't send up Jersey Mike, dude. Those but guys, I understand. Yeah, those guys. We we can't fathom that world. We uh, the world we know is like an astronaut is a special person who is very highly trained and skilled. But in 150 years, will that person? Well, that person probably won't be traveling into space anymore. That problem will be traveling into the. Probably person will probably be traveling in the fourth dimension or whatever, and people who go into space will be everyday motherfuckers. So, yeah, we all know people suck. I've been saying it for years. Listen, has a problem with society. Mm-hmm. Michael mm-hmm. won't have to worry about it on his submarine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever. All right, Evan, tell us. Tell what? Tell us. Tell us. Are they what? real? Society sucks. Yes, unicorns are real. Thank you very much. Um, the most important article of the show, I'm actually going to play it here. I have it queued up. So someone went into a uh, their music software program and drew oh a unicorn in the form of a composition. And I will play it for you now. It's not Insane. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not awesome. It's better than I expected it would be. So we'll see if we can listen here. So really good. Yeah, it's, that was it's way not awful. I thought it'd be not awful, not great. Yeah, I. If you have uh, twenty three seconds, go take a look at the video. You can see, you know, the progression going across the the unicorn's mane, up its horn, down its nose, and all that. It's it's pretty fun to watch. Hmm. This is a harpsichord. It does sound like a harpsichord. I mean, it's it's all done on a computer, but the um, the music notes it probably is a harpsichord. Yeah, that does sound like you know Salieri, Salieri. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mozart. How may I service you? Uh, why is the why is the why is the uh, why is his mouth open? Why isn't he like harumphing? He's trying to be like you, James. Probably. <laughs> no, it's demonstrating its. Vocal ability. Mm-hmm. That's a euphoric vocal talents. Oh my. 
So that's my fun for the week. 23 seconds. Totally worth it. Awesome. All right. Well, next we have uh, something about a marine mammal. Right, Evan? Do we? Well, sort of. I mean, they're... There are sea cows. I guess it's not a marine mammal, but uh, well, anyway. So, all all joking aside, a uh, a woman was found to be stuck to a chair in her house, and we say Gross. stuck. I don't mean like like you know like like wedged in there or something. It's more like more like she, the chair became part of her. She, or she became part of it. They grew together as one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like lovers, except... Disgusting. I, yes, exactly. Um, They said the woman picture? was a 550-pound woman in a living room chair. So they had to rescue her. Is this is this whale freed from captivity? Yes. Yeah. You're horrible. <laughs> you are fucking horrible. Apparently... She's been sitting in the same place since July of 2016. Damn, dude. I'm going to read read this part of the article. The smell of human excrement reached the sidewalk as emergency Whoa! responders worked to remove a 550-pound woman from her living room chair. Uh, I mean... Crews required protective suits because of the home's unsanitary oh. conditions. I guess we don't live in a society where the emergency personnel can just use their best judgment and solve the problem permanently. But maybe that would have been better for everyone. (laughs) A mercy killing? Yeah, a mercy killing. Get this. There's another part of the article. I was also advised that Barbara was so physically weak that bones in her body were breaking when EMS was attending to carry her out of the house. They should have just euthanized her right then. There, there should be a protocol for that. Be like, I'm sorry, everyone. Good. You think human life is like to be treasured? It's the most precious thing in the universe. You know, if your body is fucking melded with a chair, it's over. I mean, we'll put it this way. And I'm, you know, I'm a big guy, but man, if you get there. There's something, there's other things going on. And, dude, come on, man. Your breath, your bones are breaking. I mean, it's like a, it's like a video game. Sometimes you do so poorly that you're like, I gotta restart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And maybe this person should No, 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 no. Listen to this. Listen to this, okay? So her name was Barbara Foster, right? This woman? So listen to this. A volunteer with Our Lady of Lord's Church, where Foster was a member told investigators he had delivered food to her home for the past 10 years. He said he was used to the smell, but but called 911 on Thursday because she was not acting herself, (coughs) quote-unquote. What, being a fat chick stuck in a chair? You'd think he would be like, like, he would have to, come on, no, no. This person's from a church? He's equally liable. He should be shot in the fucking town square. He's a fucking enabler. That's horrible, dude. Why would you go in there and be like, oh, excrement, fecal matter, ugh. Chair person? Here's normal. That doesn't even make sense. Like, what is it? She, 
Is it just like dropping wherever? Like No, it's just running all down her leg and all over her body and stuff. She's just sitting in shit. She's sitting in shit right now. When the cop when they were pulling out, they're like they're like, Jesus Christ. Like I guarantee they put their hands somewhere and they're like <laughs> hands in shit. That's I guess it, it speaks to the it speaks to the durability of the human body. Shit. That you can be sedentary in your own waist and still alive after fucking six months, seven months. How do you get the food? How does she get forks and knives? How did she get food to her? Did he feed her? I don't know. Presumably, maybe her arms were she working. She dropped the remote. She must have had a grabber. <laughs> and a grabber grabber for when she dropped her grabber. Oh, boy. Yeah. But she's just sitting there sleeping. and Isn't that crazy? She just, like, eat herself into a coma you know, to go to sleep. You know what's funny? I remember a story like this from, like, maybe, like, five years ago or something. Some woman was, like, literally stuck to her toilet seat for, like, that, months. What? Yeah. And it was the same kind of what? thing. Like, her skin is, like, she became, her and the seat became one. You Dude, know how? Like, I, like okay, how? I, I can kind of understand like a chair in the living room in this situation. How long are you on the fucking toilet to become one with it? <laughs> Not mean, like know. 20 hours a day. I mean, you know. I bet you she smelled le- she didn't smell as bad as this lady though. At least you can flush it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I mean, you know you what? Know. Maybe that was her logic. Maybe she was like, you know, it's hard enough to get in and out of this room. I'm just going to stay here. I got the toilet. You know, I'll I'll put a hot plate next to the sink. We'll deal with it. I'll bring my laptop in here to watch internet, TV, and Hulu. This is good. This is a good solution to the problem. So no, you're taking all that shit out and like, here's a gun with one bullet. Please solve this problem. Yeah, we'll burn your house down in ten days, regardless of what you've done. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know I sound very callous. I know it sounds really fucked up. Let me explain quickly. It, when I hmm. see this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I'll be, I've had big, I've had my big moments when I'm like, man, my back hurts. I feel like shit. And you know what? Those are the moments when I'm like, man, I got to lose some weight. I got to work hard. I got to do something. I got to put some effort in here. You know what I mean? Like, I could never see myself getting that big. And I am upset at the size I am right now. And it's always a constant struggle to try to do what I can to remain where I'm at and go down. You know, nothing in your brain should be like, man, let's keep going. You know, and you're just eating and eating and eating. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. What you know? How is who's paying the bills? You know, like on who, the dole on disability maybe, from somewhere. Man. Shit, can I get some disability? It can keep working. I might even be able to pay it back. God damn, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That shit's crazy, dude. Oh, I don't. I don't God. know. I just. It's just such a crazy story. I was like, well, we have to talk about it. I mean. This is like this, yep. it's a, this is like what's eating Gilbert Grape. We never we never saw her go to the bathroom. Error thing, right? Did she walk around? No, right. Uh, for a couple seconds in the movie, I thought she was just on the couch or something like the whole time. Well, yeah, I mean, she got up by herself on one occasion. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. But, Fair enough. Well, let this be a warning. Don't. <laughs> Don't let it get that bad. Yeah, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. All right. So in lighter news, <laughs> uh, a 
a gentleman at a nursing home in the state of New York. Uh, he's he's normally a resident at the nursing home, but he wasn't there because he's getting medical treatment somewhere. I don't know why, but they were going through his fridge in his room. They discovered two hand grenades inside his refrigerator. Well, that is where you keep pineapples. Hey. They're World War II era grenades. Um, they're not sure if they're live or not. They just they says it just says here's the bomb squad will now X-ray the grenades to determine if they're live. That's all they said. I don't think these are live grenades. I think these are like the kind of grenades you get from a surplus store or something like that. Like one of them's a pineapple and one of them is like uh, uh, HE, I think. So uh, they don't look like that. And they have their pins in them, so whatever. Yeah, but you know people go crazy. Like I remember reading a story not that long ago where they were having a thing where, you know, people like, you know, you people like turned in a gun or something at the, like to the cops. Yeah. Someone came and turned in grenades, and they're like they like evacuated the police station. <laughs> they called the bomb squad. I don't get Silly. I don't get why why grenades. It's like ah run, but you know otherwise grenades are. I mean yeah, you don't want to have a grenade. I guess just lying around your your house. But why why wouldn't you want to have grenades lying around? Your I mean house? it should be fine, right? It's yeah, not gonna... grenades have their pin in them. I mean what the hell? I mean grenades are pretty good deterrents for. Stuff. I mean, you probably don't want to have these old ass grenades, but normally, you know, normally what happens when with an old ass grenade, and they've they've t- I've seen the YouTube videos where people tested this. You pull the pin and throw it, and nothing happens. That's what normally happens with an old ass <laughs> grenade. Okay, it's like a gun. It's like, man, I really need this gun to protect my life. I just found it. It has old bullets in it, but I know it'll be good to go. And then you pull it. And guess what? Nothing happens. Not the gun does not. Not the gun goes off in your pocket, or the bullets are just so ready to go off they just pop. <coughs> no, that doesn't happen. A fucking it doesn't do anything. Is what happens when you need it. That's what happens. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, of course, there was a huge panic and everything, but whatever. Everyone's fine. All right. Next. This is probably another very well, rep- very reputable website, Upworthy.com. Is that the same thing as BuzzFeed, basically? I think so. Scientists on three continents now have evidence. Some chimps have entered the Stone Age. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Better watch out, folks. Come for your jobs next. You're not going to have to worry about the Mexicans anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right, buddy. Where's I click on this article and I get nothing but a, just a big headline. That's it. That's BuzzFeed for you. So they say here the tools are crude. A chimpanzee, a chimpanzee or a monkey stone hammer is hardly a work of art to rival the beauty of an ancient human hand axe. But that's not the point. These primates have developed a culture that makes routine use of a stone-based technology. So, that means they've entered the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Using them as tools. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. So, yeah, Planet of the Apes, it's happening. Watch out. <laughs> That's it. Well, guess what? Tell these late bloomers 
to fucking get fucked, okay? Because while we, their ancestors were like, like, ooh, 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 math and science, they're like, <laughs> ooh, 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 for the next 5,000 years. So guess what? Fuck them, okay? They're late bloomers, they're lazy, fuck them, okay? We're in Trump's America, I don't have time for these late bloomers. They gotta get their shit together. What if we're witnessing the dawn of mankind version 2.0? So when the Tripolarans come here and wipe us out, they'll think that the chimpanzees are too primitive to worry about. They're in the Stone Age. They're currently evolving. And then they'll be in our shoes doing this podcast on Sundays in a couple hundred thousand years. What do you think about that? They're still late. (laughs) (laughs) They should have stepped their game up. Won't the sun go Nova by then? Yeah, we'll blow the planet up. We'll probably kill each other before they have time to do anything. They'll be Stone Age in their ass while we're nuking the shit out of their forests. There, there are, so the sun won't go supernova until after it swallows up at least half the solar system, and that is in like billions of years. Mm. Sure, or no. or until or, whenever the simulation stops. Right, exactly. Don't drink the Kool Aid, folks. You are the Kool Aid, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next. What happens if you stick your head in a particle accelerator? <laughs> the question you've all been waiting for. <laughs> they have here. It's a great physics thought experiment and it, and an awful accident in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> so a guy accidentally had his head in a particle accelerator. And so a beam did shoot through his head. Please tell me it was a massive mess. Um, no. Or nothing happened. No, nothing happened, probably, right? It was a, uh, it was a Soviet scientist. Um, it says a, a beam of protons traveling at nearly the speed of light passed straight through his head. Um, it says, although proton therapy, a cancer treatment that uses proton beams to destroy tumors, was pioneered before this accident. The energy of these beams is generally not above 250 million electron volts. Uh-huh. What he got, 76 billion electron volts. Now we know him as the proton. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it didn't kill him, but he is fucked up. It took away who he was. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Almost. No. It says um, he saw an an intense flash of light when it happened, but he felt no pain. (laughs) Um, He was taken to a clinic. Half his face was swollen. Holy shit. And, um, yeah, no, he's, he's still alive today. Half his face is paralyzed. Um... And he's supposedly deaf in one ear. And he ha- he's had seizures. He suffered from seizures. Why doesn't anything give you superpowers? Like, you would think being shot by a proton moving at some god-awful speed in a particle accelerator, this is like clickbait for fucking becoming a fucking superhero. He should be blue, naked, and on a planet making building the building blocks of life somewhere. There's only one thing that we currently have that can make you into a superhero of sorts, and that is CRISPR. Oh, I thought you were going to say that drink you've been drinking. Spunk or whatever. No. 
<laughs> yep. Cans of spunk. Spunk. Oh, bang, right? Yeah. No, I mean, if you drinking spunk by the gallon, <laughs> oh god! You can engineer a superhuman with a myostatin inhibitor, so they never stop growing muscle. You can give them extra cones in their eyes, so they can see ultraviolet. Um, oh, they you do can that. Color they their do screen. that in the old man's war, by the way. Okay, you can color their skin blue to protect from the sun's rays. You know, whatever, and so give here, them a cape. Here's the thing: okay. a skin cape. <laughs> If you may, uh, if, <laughs> if, if you make, if you give them something to say muscles keep growing, can you imagine the fucking cancer monster you'd have on your hands? If you fucking change it so they can see ultraviolet lays, this rays, this person would be a mess. They would be a fucking blue nightmare. <laughs> oh my god. AKA a superhero. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, fun stuff. Um, last thing I got here, I have how to waste your life. So the actual, I don't think we need any instruction on this. Yeah. Yeah. True. Start a subpar cop podcast. That is correct. <laughs> they record for many hours into the night on Sunday before work. Yeah. So there's uh the actual title of this article is Have Spare Time, Try to Discover a Planet. Ah. Mm-hmm. So this is um, turning stuff over to the, you know, amateur astronomers out there. Now, normally you'd think, oh, I need a telescope, this and that. Nah. You don't need all that. So they've already been taking pictures of the sky. So they have all these pictures, but they need people to look at them. <laughs> For, it's like, is this a sky or an owl? I'm pretty sure it's the sky. Nah, nah, nah. You know what I mean. So. <laughs> yep. There's a, uh, there's a website here. Uh, it's called Backyard Worlds Planet Nine. <laughs> it's on zooniverse.org. Whose site is that? <laughs> Mike, move this up to the coop corner, please. Yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Backyard Worlds Zooniverse? Get the fuck out of here. It's real, bro. Backyard Space Fights. Yeah, it's like Zooniverse. So you see this, and the second article is like how to have sex with women from the Star Wars universe in cosplay uniform. I mean, come That's on. That's not what it says. The hello. That's about yiffing. <laughs> this is on NPR.org, all right? This is real shit. It's barely a thing. That's a liberal <laughs> cuck, liberal cuck press. Okay, that's what that stands for. Yeah, um. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, is all right. Summarize. That's Wrap it. Wrap it up, B. That's it. I got fat clouds to blow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, if anyone's interested, they can check out our show notes. Our website is iopanelpodcast.com. From there, you can access all of our other various forms, Facebook, Twitter. You can um, hit up our Audible link. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Google Play. There are links on the website or just directly from the website itself. We just have an RSS feed there for you. Um, Please send us any feedback to feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. We very much look forward to that. Uh, we have received a little feedback, which is nice, but anything else 
you guys want to hear good bad you know say tell us tell us what we're doing good tell us what we're doing bad tell us what you want to hear about maybe you want to be a guest on the show maybe you want james to stop telling dumb jokes you know i don't know whatever you let us know evan i have nothing to add thank you very much sir james uh i do have one thing what do you call it when two elephants are having a conversation? My God. What? A heavy conversation. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I stubbed my toe. <laughs> I just hurt myself really bad. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right, I got one. I got one. I got one. Why would a why does a farmer if he's gonna fuck a sheep? Why does he fuck the sheep on the edge of a cliff? Why? So the sheep will push back. You know. Okay, okay, okay. I got, I got one more, one more, one more. This is a good one. Okay, so this guy's walk. You meet, you, 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 you meet this guy, and he's telling you his story, and he's like, he's telling you. He says, he says, why? He's like, you know, if you're a carpenter, you know, and you spend your whole life, carp, you know, you're, you're, you're working on this project. And you know you you make a ship, you build a boat out of wood, and you build another boat and another boat. Nobody calls you Joe the carpenter. He's like, if you donate thousands of dollars to a child's or to an organization for children, no one says Joe the children the children donator guy. He's like, nobody calls you that. You're still Joe Smith. You're still the guy they know and love. He's like, if you're a stonemason, if you work hard with your hands to make things from stone and beautiful sculptures, no one calls you Joe the Sculptor. He's like, but you fuck one sheep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Okay. All right. All right. Well, enough of the, uh, I don't know how we got into the joke, the joke corner here or whatever we did, but uh, yeah, let's never do that again. All right. So. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. I apologize on behalf of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Close your eyes and just stay tight. We have to go.